This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine, and this is episode 116. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. To coincide with our special Italian issue this month, digital editor Alex is at one of her favourite places, Lina Stores, which has been selling specialist Italian ingredients in London since 1944. She chats to Marsha Rayner, head chef of Lena Store's new restaurant, about shopping for the best brands, how to spot quality ingredients, and the best ways of cooking with them. Hello, it's Alex here, and I'm with Marsha Rayner, head chef of Lena Store's new Italian restaurant in Soho. So, Lena Store's Deli on Borough Street in Soho has been the go-to for authentic Italian produce since opening 1944, and recently opened a pasta, antipasti, and aperitivo bar that makes the most of the ingredients that the team has been importing for decades. So, Marsha, let's chat about some of these Italian ingredients that have made Lena Store so popular. So, you grew up in Italy, surrounded by French fresh produce didn't you what were your favorite things to eat when you were young uh yeah i grew up in umbria that is like in the center of italy and uh really in a remote place so in the countryside so all my childhood was like surrounded by fresh ingredients because uh, my parents they were used to have the organic vegetable garden and also some animals like poultry cows uh, uh, lambs so the ingredients were really 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 fresh like mm-hmm. one of my probably my one of the first memories that I have for the food was the fresh eggs, just getting from the, <laughs> from the chickens and, yeah, and having fresh in the morning. <laughs> so. Aww. And then you, do you make anything particular with those eggs? Uh, yeah, like, you know, my, my mom is Croatian, so they, they mm. used to have a lot of uh, salty food for breakfast. Right. So our regular breakfast in the morning was just to have a fried eggs with a little bit of uh, uh, fresh bread, the homemade bread in the wood oven. So oh, that was homemade. Like, yeah, amazing. Oh, homemade yeah. bread, you can't beat it, can you, when it comes <laughs> fresh right. in the oven? Yeah. Um, so our August issue that's out now is Italian themed um, and it's got plenty of Italian recipes from traditional to some mashups that make a few of the Italians squirm. I'll talk more about those later. Um, but one of the main ingredients we talk about when discussing Italian cuisine is olive oil. Yeah. And in this um, issue, we have a feature called Liquid Sunshine, which I think is a nice way yeah, of putting it. Yeah, we have something similar in Italian also, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we call it, yeah. So no. it puts, like, olive oil as the star ingredient in classic dishes. Um, so... What can you tell us about shopping for olive oil? Because I know a lot of people 
get quite overwhelmed when they go to, especially if you're going to an Italian deli or the Italian section of a supermarket and you see all of these amazing oils. But I've heard that actually in Italy, a lot of the oils are are not as fresh as they say they are. That's you know, true, So yeah. you really need to know what you're shopping I for. I always recommend to everyone to try to understand where the olive really comes from. Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, try to find a small producer. This is very important, that believe really in what they do. So everything that it's, like, so popular and they produce too many litres of olive oil probably is going to be something that's not, like, perfectly done. And um, so, like, yeah, the, the oil that we use in Lina stores is an oil that I did, like, quite a big re research to find a good oil. It's organic, uh, cold press and comes from the Amalfi coast. You know that like from the trees, it's depending where the trees of the olives they grow so the flavours can lead to be slightly different. No, we have for example also in Umbria really good olive oil around the Lago Trasimeno uh, that is quite famous. You know Liguria has also the olive oil that has different taste. The south of Italy is a little bit more spicy, more like uh, mm -hmm. flavour. Yeah, peppery yeah. in the flavour. The Amalfi coast this one is like very balanced between all the uh, uh, the flavors in 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 the oil, but um, yeah, what well, in Italy we have this these things that all the people that has trees they bring their own own olives to the meal ah. and they do it there. So usually, when you are like that lucky to live in a place where the olive oil is produced, you just go to the mail and you get the the olive from them. Okay. And what about in England? Are there any brand specific brands you'd recommend for olive oil? Well, we, if if the people is in London, they can come to Lina and get mm -hmm. our olive oil, the, the organic one, the Alma Verde. Alma uh, Verde. It's it's a um, yeah Alma Mater Bio. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so I think a lot of people when they think of olive oil, it's always, always for savoury dishes. But um, we love using it in sweet dishes. And in this feature, there's um, uh, olive oil, dark chocolate and olive oil cookies. And the olive oil just gives <laughs> back the cookies that extra crispy, crunchy edge, yeah. which is just so unctuous. Yeah, they're very important with the oil that because it's olive oil. I'm always have been really big fan of olive oil. Not too much in magazine. I never use like too much butter, but much I always prefer the, the olive oil. It's, we have to be always careful to don't burn the olive oil. Otherwise, otherwise that that can get like no. Good, no. So, um, when no, usually when when what I cook, yeah, when I cook, I I call it like upside down cuisine. So I start usually to cook with no oil, just right. with on stick pan on a good pan with a thick bottom, a little bit of water. I just sauteed vegetables and I, I just added the olive oil in the end, so it's still more even healthier because ah. it's like it's not cooked, no. So you don't heat up the oil in the pan first, right? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, maybe I'll use that tip. <laughs> so another extremely important element of Italian cuisine is tomatoes. And um, Russell Norman's um, book Venice: Four Seasons of Home, Four Seasons of Home Cooking. Um, we've got an excerpt in the current issue, and he says that when shopping for tomatoes, it's really important to use tomatoes that are ripe and full of flavour. Like, do you agree right. with that, or have you got yeah. any tips with picking yeah. the best ones? Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. They, they always try to find like tomato. They are really like red. Sometimes, really you, red. yeah. Sometimes when you buy tomatoes, especially like in the supermarket, the regular one, you, they like they're red around, but they're still green inside. So I know it's difficult yeah. to How do the test. Yeah. Cut <laughs> them all like, open. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, any, um, any particular notes about the stalk that can make you... Stalk? What the, um, sorry. the green part at the top of the tomato. The vine, sorry. Not oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> My um, bad. Well, as always, like, for all the vegetables, more looks fresh, more means that it's, like, less days, like, being there. But with the tomatoes, actually, it's not that important because then sometimes, also in Italy, you know, we have this way to uh, conserve the tomatoes that you're just picking from the... You harvest from the plant mm -hmm. and you... Put on top of the of the roof, right? No, yeah. just with the yeah. To, you don't really dry it; it just stay like that, okay. like this. They they just get very mature, very sweet, mm. and uh, they reduce the the liquid part, so they're yeah. very very strong in flavor. Mm. Yeah, and is it depending also like like for example now we, this is a like little things that we, now we have a, this salad with tomato. We use um, a tomato that comes from Italy, and it's from around the area of Naples, where is the Vesuvio. Yes. So the 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 soil is kind of a different kind of soil. So the tomato has a very, very strong flavor, like wow. very fresh. Yeah. Does it does it taste like volcanic? Like... No, not volcanic. <laughs> Just very very rich in the flavor. Yeah. 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 And also like we have this datterini. That are not datterini. Datterini. Yeah. 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 It's like a cherry tomato. Mm -hmm. But in a different shape, they looks like they are not like a like a ball, but they they are like a pear. Yes, yeah, yeah. And what do you use those in? in? We do this. Um, I do. Um, I created this sauce for. It's like a kind of a upside down for the burrata recipe. You know, you know the classical um, caprese. Sweet. Yeah. That you have the burrata or the mozzarella with the tomato, slice of tomato, basil, and you serve it as a starter. And I, I thought about it. I need to do like a dish of pasta out of it because we know we're famous for the pasta. Mm -hmm. So what I done is like we do we do the pasta, and uh, we do the filling just with the burrata and a little bit of black pepper. So just super fresh burrata and black pepper, and we put uh, and uh, the sauce is done with, with a cherry with a datterini tomato, but mm -hmm. a raw one. So what we do, we raw, blend. It's raw, like it's yep. not uncooked. So we we mix in a blender the datterini, not not too much. We keep the juice. With the juice, I do a kind of a. Um, let's say a roux, like flour mm -hmm. and olive oil. And uh, the juice to thick the sauce and this like creamy things like it's not it's not there is no cream inside it's like no. a thick sauce we we put in the raw tomato with basil and salt so they are not cooked but you have the, the not like a, looks like a sauce in there yeah that sounds so, delicious and then um, so how about pasta then I know you make your own but if we were to drop buy dried pasta do you have any brands that you'd recommend us to buy yes for sure like the and then all the pasta that comes from Gragnano usually is quite good from where sorry Gragnano 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 yes it's around the area of Naples there is one um, uh, we have few different pasta and Lina's stores the deli mm -hmm. one that is I can recommend is really really good it's the Rumo 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 how do you spell that it's uh, R-U-M-O Okay. And the other one is called La Molisana. Oh, I've had that one, yes. Yeah. La yeah. Molisana also is really good, yep. So I know, obviously, this is quite a basic thing, but it's, it's in, I always find it really interesting. When um, Italians have really, really specific um, almost rules for... Obviously, you can break the rules, but what pasta shape goes with which sauce... As depending, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you're talking about, uh, for example, the pesto, yeah. you're going to do with the trofeo, with the fusilli. Ooh, so yeah. short shape. 
Uh, Why you, is that? Is it just because they hold the sauce better, and, or is it just tradition? Yeah, yeah because like it, like the, the the paste is like a paste, you know. Mm -hmm. So you need um, a pasta that has more superficial, like more area, more. Yes. Yeah. 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 To, to, to cover so because it sticks on the pasta mm -hmm. and it tastes better. For example, if we talk about a carbonara, mm -hmm. we're never going to do like the carbonara with a short shape. We're going to use but all the spaghetti or the bucatini, but yeah. always so along. Like soak it all up. Yeah. 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 And having like with, with the bacon <laughs> on a fork together. Yeah. So, speaking of carbonara, so we, we have an epic recipe online in the magazine for Close Your Ears Italians. Spaghetti carbonara arancini. Okay, wow. Well. I, I know that's quite random. Um, but we so we've combined the Neapolitan street food arancini with carbonara to make a really indulgent snack. So what what do you think about that? That's that's interesting because yeah. we have, you know, the arancini is done with the um, rice, not yes. the yeah. typical. Risotto. Yeah, no, the risotto is another thing with rice. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Sorry risotto. It's uh, yeah, well, another primo piatto. Um, so the arancini is typical is with rice. Two with the spaghetti is totally another thing. It can be really interesting. Mm -hmm. the, the important is the process, like the, the you keep like the, you keep the pasta not too soaked in water, like the you. Okay, no, yeah? so it's more like moist and it's not dry. It's out. more when you cook the pasta, you put after that it's like al dente. You put mm -hmm. under the the water, cold water, so you stop the cooking of the pasta. This is important. A bit more of a niche ingredient. Let's have a t talk about some Italian cured meat. So there's a huge selection at the deli on Burra Street. But um, I was wondering, speaking of carbonara, do you have any guanciale? Because our food editor, Janine, she kind of brought this to my attention recently. She said traditionally a lot of Italians use guanciale it's in like, yeah, that carbonara you, you must do the, of pancetta. Yeah, yeah um, you must. You, like if you, you know that the, the, the carbonara comes from the area of Rome, no? Mm -hmm. And there is uh, one area specific of Rome that does like the the um, Transtevere. It's like area around in, in Rome, and they have a lot of this trattoria. And if you tell them do the carbonara with the pancetta, they're gonna <laughs> die. <No. laughs> so, so, like, leave. Yeah, I leave the, the restaurant straight away. The guanciale. I'm, I'm, I was like all my life really, really curious to understand and learn how to cure the meat because mm -hmm. I used to have the pigs. So I was doing all my own sausage. We have one recipe actually also in Lina that I produced my own sausage because oh, it was difficult to find uh, the Umbrian sausage in London. And um, so more or less I know how to cure the meat. Mm -hmm. And the guanciale takes the name from the chick of the pork. So it's yes. just a specific part of the body of, mm -hmm. of, the, of the pig. It's not like something that you can do because the pancetta comes from the belly. Yes. And the guanciale comes from the, from the chick. And um, you have to do, yeah, the, 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 the carbonara with the guanciale. No and why is that? Is it just because of the, the flavor of the fat? Is it, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, the. the Mm, the proportion between the fat and the meat mm -hmm. has to be like the, the guanciale. The guanciale is quite fat because the cheek is quite the, the, is quite big, and um, also the the seasoning is like not that long. When when you cure the meat, because usually what you do, you take the meat, you salt in your pepper, and you leave amount of a day depending on how many kilos of meat you have. Right. So yeah. and every region has different also traditions. Like if you think. 
in uh, Emilia Romagna, they cure the meat, the Parma, there's quite sweet ham. They cure the, I think, uh, around like maybe f- between 10 and 15 days, the, 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 the ham under the salt. Mm-hmm. In Umbria, the, we have unsalted bread. So we, we are, our tradition is to cure the meat under the salt for very long time. Right. So someone comes out also up to like 40 days, that, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, they do, they, in, in, in the past, they didn't want to lose any meat, no? Right. So they, they, just to don't risk, they were like, the more you cure under the salt, better it is, because the, the, the meat will not go off. Yeah. So yeah, with because um, with Norcia, I went I, I went to sorry Umbrian sausage. I went to Norcia a couple of Norcia, years ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, the Norcina in our menu. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you? The, the yeah, like in, in the Italian, pasta. the Norcia, the town gives the name in Italian to everything. There is like a starter, like cheese, like uh, cured meat. It's called Norcineria. Ah, okay. Because I thought ca- it was a pasta. The, Norcina is the Norcina sauce. Norcina is the sauce, right. Sauce is done with the uh, porcini mushroom uh, sausage. And uh, the original recipe has also the truffle. Right, yes. From Norcia. We because we truffle hunting yeah, as well. It's amazing. Tra- yeah, the truffle hunting, the, in, there in that area, you have the black one. Yes. And Alba has the white one, no? So we have famous, we are famous like in Umbria for the, the black truffle mm-hmm. in Norcia. They actually, they had like the earthquake, like... I know, it where happened It was like so bad. So the, the town is, I don't know how long you, you've been uh, there. I actually went ju- in between the two earthquakes. So um, okay. after the first one and it was it was quite badly hit and then the, the second, second one, one it's, it's like totally down. this. It's and they're sad. still there, like in the containers. Yeah. It's like really bad situation. Well, there's Palazzo Seneca, which I stayed in which was a beautiful hotel and that's um still you know no it's a beautiful area like uh, i don't like you've been so in the summer no when he's also all the um, blooming of the flowers yeah yeah Yeah. there's like a very famous highly recommend it so yeah the the umbrian sausage um, and also to support them i really like go there everyone yeah i think people probably were a bit scared about going um it's already like happened already yeah exactly (laughs) so So my mom was like you can't go like love you mum but uh, like you know no, but it's, it's good to support the region and really like local people that's like their livelihood so um yeah everyone go to Notcha. yeah everyone <laughs> please like, yeah, um, to support them so They're... the umbrian sausage um can you tell us a bit about that uh, our listeners it's a very very simple it's just about like the percent of the fat and the meat there's around like the 70 of the meat and 30 percent of fat and we do the dressing just with salt and pepper there is a specific amount of pepper that is quite high because it's about it's uh, um about three grams of pepper per kilo of meat and 27 grams of salt And just a tiny bit of uh, vinegar when you do the dressing. This is a, the little secret when you when you do the sausage because it takes away them kind of like the gummy. It's not it's, it's not gummy meat, but the, the freshness of the meat. No, when you smell it. So. Ah, okay. And then, um, so salami. I think a lot of people when they are shopping for salami, they think that salami. I've said that a lot of times. Is a specific meat but actually um i learned from our um no, no. one in our t- team called dom he um he speaks about all the different types of salami so you've got felino from palma finocchiona from tuscany i think that maybe we have i don't know more than a thousand different yes. kind of salami and every family has their own traditions to do the salami oh this is my best recipe this is my recipe. italy it, we 
we produce so many, so we, there's a really a deep culture of doing the cure the meat. Mm -hmm. So the, you're right, like there is the felino, the, it's in a, um, more in the north of Italy. You have the finocchio now because it's done with fennel mm -hmm. that comes with from Pinocchio, no? Yeah. Fennel seeds. That's Toscany. Also in the south, they use a lot of the paprika, the, 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 um, the powder of the dry uh, pepper mm -hmm. that's sometimes a sweet and sometimes hot so it's depending the, the, on the amount no? and they do um, like the anduja for example oh it's, yeah it's, anduja we love that yeah, yeah, we we love also and do a lot, yeah. Or the soppressata, they have usually the paprika and the hot chili inside and the fennel. Soppressata is made with the pig's head, isn't it? No. No, no could it no. be any part? That's like, the, the soppressata, it's like um, salami. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you say soppressata, because we call like, in our, my region, we call it coppa. coppa. What, are you talk, yes. what are you talking about? And it's done, you boil the head of yes. the pig for hours with some uh, herbs and um, spice inside and after you when you when you finish when it was still hot you have to take uh, all of the bombs the little bombs away and you 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 need like a kind of a, a cheesecloth right and you close it inside and you press all the night that leaves all the juice and and the day after you can slice uh -huh. and the, one of the main ingredients is the orange zest the Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Orange zest. Hmm. So, speak, Annie, you mentioned cheesecloth there. Like, we can't talk about cured meats without talking about cheese. So, very quickly, which are your top three Italian cheeses? Well, the Parmesan, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like, no, Parmesan yeah. is something that you cannot live without. I don't know of the countries that they don't don't have the, the, the parmesan. Parmesan, I think, was one of the best in, invention in the world. And how should we, if we're shopping for parmesan, how do we know which one to buy if it's good or not <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the, 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 the well, taste taste the parmesan okay. and you can this is one of the best way yeah when and to be fair when it's such a it's quite a high value product um you should be able to taste it shouldn't you yeah of course yeah, yeah. and then anything else any other cheeses I, I love uh, um, all the the, the goat uh, cheese. Mm -hmm. I, I love the, the goat milk, so I love the goat cheese. Especially like the, um, we call it erborinati. Borinati. Erborinati. Erborinati, like the cheese that are like a fresh, they, they, with the, um, the blue cheese, let's say, like this, yeah. Mm -hmm. no. I've got a very hard question. Mm -hmm. So you obviously have the, you have the, Lena Stores, which is the deli, and now you're the head chef at the restaurant. It's very, very popular, and it's brilliant. I've been, I've been and tasted the food, and I'm going to come again very soon. What's your favourite dish on the menu? Um, I, I kind of as a seasonal person as the okay. recipes. What about right now? So, so we're now in for August. sure the the burrata, the schiaffoni, yeah, the the schiaffoni with the burrata and the datterini sauce. Yeah, 100%. And I loved also the aubergine pulpette. Ooh, what's that? It's a, a, a Sicilian recipe uh, uh, that is done like with uh, steamed aubergine. Uh, and you do the dressing like a dough, like a meatball, more or oh, less. Yeah. Just same, same thing, like breadcrumbs, uh, yolks, um, parsley, um, parmesan cheese inside. And after you, you, you roll into a, like a kind of a, a bowl, like mm -hmm. a pulpetta. And you deep fried, oh, and great. we serve this with um, the, the 
the typical recipe ones, uh, like in the south of Italy, they do like the old ladies, they do like, I don't know, a thousand old polpette. <laughs> and they do, and they put it in an oven with um, a spoon of a tomato sauce on top, quite like thick tomato mm. sauce and a basil leaf. And this is how we serve also the pulpit. Amazing. Oh, so that's good for vegetarians as well. Uh, I loved the, and I know it's not on the menu at the moment, but I think it's coming back in winter. Yes, yeah, it's more wintry. <laughs> yeah, pro- I promise you. Uh, yeah. It's the porchetta. porchetta sandwich. And because I'm all about texture and it's just amazing because it's crisp ciabatta roll stuffed with like crunchy bites of like golden crackling and soft slow cooked pork marinated yeah. in rosemary and the, the secret oh. there is like the dressing of course have a good meat as always and we have a really good butcher in London and the, the cooking like we cook the porchetta depending on the size between the 12 and the 14 hours wow okay so it's really slow cooked. that's why it's so good <laughs> so that becomes like a, a, um, we, we said like in Italian is like a tuna that like you know that you can just broken with a uh, with a breadstick <laughs> it's oh, like so soft amazing. but the crispiness in the end you do the last 20 minutes you do 250 degrees okay. so on on, on the, yeah amazing um and also i really liked the um because you have a lemon sorbet and it's served in a little half lemon bowl that's really nostalgic because it's like going on Italian holidays, you know, it's served yeah. in the lemon. Yeah, it's like su- such a, like a, 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 a must in the mouth because not having yeah. a little bit of sort of lemon sorbet. Actually, in Italy, we serve the sorbet between all the courses. Oh, right. It's so a, a kind of an old school mm-hmm. because, um, and like, you know, usually for the weddings, there were like the big events, not in the families, like uh, uh, especially before, not when the people not used to go out that much. So they were like having like maybe, I don't know, uh, 15 courses for the meal. And between each one, they were having like a sorbet and a little bit of a dancing. So oh, that nice. was like... You were sitting on the table from eight o'clock to four in the morning. Yeah, it sounds very long. Fifteen <laughs> rounds of lemon yeah. sorbet. <laughs> yeah. What about Amalfi lemons? Do you? Because what do they add to desserts that make them worth the extra pennies? Because I know they are quite a lot more expensive than normal lemons. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to look at a, like a, a, a nice product, you have to get it. Why, why are they so distinct? Like what? Can you, like, well, they, they but of course, they, you have to, to get uh, lemons that doesn't have any mm, chemical treatments because mm-hmm. you use the skin, and uh, they are they are different because they, the skin is very um, how to say like very puffy and full of oil, yeah, of oh, the sense okay. of the oil, like so it's different. So it's from, really fragrant. Yeah, very much. The white part is a little bit more thick, so mm-hmm. we take away the white part because it's bitter. The white part, and we use the just the the inside, not um, yeah. Um, so probably I don't have much time left, but um, very quickly talking about the current wave of past places opening in London. So we've got Padella in Borough, Fat Tony's in Malibone, Pastel in Soho, down the road from you guys. Why do you think there's so much demand for these types of Italian restaurants at the moment? That's true, yeah. I've noticed also that the past is like just becoming much more popular. No? It used to be like 10 years ago, no one wanted to eat pasta because they thought it was like something that made you uh, fat. <laughs> but actually, it's not true. I'm not, I'm not agree because if you think like in Italy, we eat pasta every day, yeah. like every day, lunch and dinner. So that's and not... And you're not all fat. <laughs> we are not all fat. No, we are not, we are not famous as a country to be fat. So yeah, we are. <laughs> so we, we, it's not this. And... Uh, uh, 
so I, I think I think that this is like really great actually because when I used to live in London in '99, there was no way to eat good pasta. No. Everything was like so like soggy and soupy. No, there was no pasta. Left. The competition makes us everyone like everyone wants to make better absolutely so i'm really happy when there is competition in there and then speaking of healthy competition what's your favorite italian restaurant in london or the uk that's not okay well i have to say that like i didn't have that much time to go around okay i take all the that one that you mentioned that i tried it because there was, was like no, important to understand also what was the competition for me. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite one I really really love is the Boca, Boca del Lupo. Yes, Boca del Lupo. Yes, yeah, true. and also Asagi in uh, Notting Hill. Asagi. Asagi. Yeah. Right. I haven't been to that one. You have that's to. Quite yeah. close to where I live. Yeah. So Boca del Lupo and Asagi, but also <laughs> Lina stores. <laughs> well, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's every day. <laughs> so I think that's all we've got time for. But um, yeah, definitely come to Lina Stores in Soho to try some of Masha's Italian dishes. And also the deli is on Brewer Street. So you can peruse. It's got beautiful turquoise shelves and it's like heaving with packets and tins of pasta, meat, cheese and much more. And people can like, advise you on what you want to buy and make. And also make sure you pick up the latest olive um, issue because it's all about Italian food. And we've got recipes for masala baked plums, easy pasta recipes, and even an epic double cheeseburger pizza. Yes, that's <laughs> right. I'll leave you on that note. I think <laughs> Masha's face is um, quite a picture. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like more information on anything in this episode, please head over to our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our Italian-themed August issue now or go download the app version. Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.